0: Now, The Greatest Story Never Told, with Miles and
1: Thrill. Oh, welcome to The Greatest Story Never Told podcast, episode number 60. That's a big number. Because we've been doing this for a long time, so it's like we're veterans in the podcast world. I think we are now, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that qualify? Do we, uh, Mike, do we know? I know we, uh, we 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 mention all the time we've got some kind of sponsor here, and we invite you to be a... Uh, an unofficial sponsor of The Greatest Story Never Told. If you want to make a donation to one of the three local fisher houses in the area, uh, you will be our unofficial sponsor. How, how do we do, do we know on, uh, on, on on listenership to The Greatest Story Never Told podcast? I could probably put it in an inquiry. I don't okay. have any uh, official numbers, but. I'm just wondering if, uh, you know what I mean, if, uh, if people are actually downloading this thing and enjoying it. I don't know. Or, yeah, I don't know either. I've I never heard someone come up to me and go, hey, I love The Greatest Story Never Told podcast. I believe they are downloading it. I think it. Uh, you know, we did get a, get some preliminary numbers in the first couple weeks of the podcast. Okay. It was doing rather well, and I think those numbers are still carrying over. Yeah, hopefully, we've still got some listeners out there who were listening to us when we were syndicated on, uh, you know, some of the other oh, those were the days areas out there in uh, in the world. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see here, uh, Steve. Which direction we want to go today on the greatest story never told? We want to uh, we want to bring up uh,
0: the times we've been in trouble in this business. I mean, we can. It just depends. I mean, some things we still should not bring up. Well, you I know guys that. get in trouble? Yeah, I mean, we've been in trouble with our bosses before for different things. Not as much now, yeah. but certainly back in the day, whether we did anything or not. Like, we just got back from a Christmas break, right? Most people did. Uh, years ago, we were in Baltimore. I don't remember what we were in trouble for, but I remember, so it's the first day back, <clears throat> after two weeks off from work, right, typical Christmas time, and like two of the big bosses are chewing us out. Like, it it was a big deal. A big issue had happened. And we're getting in trouble for this. We are held responsible for this. And the whole thing is, we had nothing to do with it. And we thought, here's the easy out, because this was true. You brought up something to say happened four days ago. Well, on that day, Miles was out of the country in the Dominican Republic. I was out of the country in the Bahamas. We, We were on foreign soil. Oh, yeah. It didn't matter. I believe the response is, we don't care. And right. that's, seriously mike i'm not making a what decision. well so this, that's this, when you start this, this thinking goes down we it, need to get out of here because we were not physically present for whatever happened and incidentally there's other jackasses that work in the building besides us
1: yeah i can't remember th- there was a weekend show all right and uh the guy who was on the weekend show he had a horn that he used kind of like just like a uh-uh, uh-uh like one of those horns we have one in here still yeah, we used to have one. For, that was our thing for bad jokes or whatever. Yeah. So he they, he had a horn, right? And I guess maybe we had a horn.
0: We had a horn. So here's the thing: the guy that got this weekend show used to criticize our show all the time, right? Well, I don't get neither here nor there. If you don't like it, listen to something else. But this guy was relentless about it. So our boss, which is kind of a cool thing looking back, said, "Look, if this jackass thinks he can do a better job, I'll just put him on on the weekends and basically let him see what he can do." and it, it failed miserably but see what he could do. So the one thing we had was a little eh, 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 horn, right? A little clown horn. And then dude, he bought himself a clown horn. And it's hard to explain, but it really pissed us off. Yeah. Like it really made us angry. Like that's our thing. What are you doing? So
1: I can't remember exactly what happened, but it seemed like it, I can that uh someone put a hit on that horn. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So uh apparently while we were gone, Something happened to that horn. It either got smashed.
0: It was smashed to pieces by a guy named Alvin. And hypothetically, if I were to put a hit out on this horn, I would have paid Alvin money to go get this guy's horn and mess it up. Which apparently is what happened.
1: But uh, we didn't know. I didn't know that he was really going to do that. So anyway. So we get back. It was a great actually, I had a great vacation. We both did. Yeah, it was fantastic. We were both That's uh, where I saw the UFO, man. That was the trip. Yeah, we were both uh we were both dating and having lots of sex and you know, we didn't really have any vacations. So, like I mean, vacation was like the biggest deal in the world because sure. I mean we couldn't even afford like to drive to Ocean City for a night, you know. So the idea of being able to go away for a week, that was uh that was top notch. I almost died in the Dominican. Couple of times when I was down there, got food poisoning so bad I thought I was going to die. And another time, I thought a cab driver was going to uh, kidnap uh, my wife and myself and murder us. So <laughs> you know, t- that's how you know it's a good vacation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, whenever you have that risk of, oh man, am I going to live? Uh, but that was uh, that was uh, that was also the vacation where I don't think I've told this story before, where I get on the plane and a coworker is on the plane.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that I yeah. I used yeah. to
1: work with. So that was also that vacation, which was uh, trying to. It's unbelievable. The most annoying person that you ever work with in your life is now at the same hotel in the same resort that you are for a week, and I'm just there having a. I just want to have a good time. Sure. You know, like, what well, time so have you guys eaten dinner? I don't know. Probably real, real late. Yeah, real. Sounds late. Sounds like someone else we know. Yeah, can't God. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, we get back from uh, we get back from vacation, man. We get pulled into the office, and I remember Pasha, our
0: boss at the time. He had the uh, the assaulted horn. On a, it's like in four pieces now, you know. We're sitting in there, and he goes, you know what this is? I'm like, that looks like a smashed up horn. <laughs> He's like, it is. Uh, Alvin has copped to busting the thing up, uh, but Alvin says you paid him to, to do it. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's be reasonable. I did, so I'm glad that he did break it. That way I don't have to report him for just taking my money. But, yeah, I did pay him. It's mm-hmm. like, you you can't take a hit out on other people's property or something like that, however he phrase it. But again, when you worked at CBS Radio at the time, once a year, every year the employee handbook came out. And, I mean, they pressured you to, like, 48 pages. right? And it's typical common sense garbage. But they forced you to read this thing. It was super important. You had to sign off on it within two days or whatever the deal was. But, like, it was a big effing deal. So we realized our – because if you do anything to violate any of these policies, we can terminate you. Right? That was our whole game. All right. So the horn thing, as it turns out, not in the handbook. Wasn't in the handbook, right? So I'm like, you can be mad about it, but to the letter of CBS law, any goddamn thing you can do about it, because it's not in the handbook. The next year, something to that effect, not specifically a horn, was in the handbook, and we realized every year we need to do something so that CBS, <laughs> yeah, right. So when we tried to get the monkey, we tried to like rent a monkey to put in our boss's office because he was pissing us off, and we just wanted to like throw shit everywhere or whatever. Uh, like we got in trouble, but we said again. It's not in the handbook that we can't do it, but it was the next day they, uh, they suspended us. That's so right. They, they, s- they suspended us for that day. So we go in there, we're like, you got to
1: be kidding me. For wanting to get a monkey in the office? No, no, no. No, not, not that to one. For a horn. Yeah. So it's it's whatever day it is, Monday, Tuesday. It was like 70 degrees and blue sky. It was beautiful. So yeah. anyway, i got to go to Jiffy Lube. So I'm like, all right, let's just go to Jiffy Lube real quick, and then we'll go. And we'll find a bar, and we'll start drinking because this is great. we got a day off. So we go to Jiffy Lou. That's right. how
0: bad we took it. We're off. So wait, we're off. I just like, need to get one thing suspended. done. You're suspended. But we said, right. wait. But when you say we're suspended, what you're telling us is we're off. So they're like, that's not the way to look at it. And I'm like, are we off? Or like, well, you're suspended, but we're off. Okay. Yeah. What else can we do to get suspended? Because this, frankly, is kind of
1: cool. So we go to uh, we go to this. So there's a bar beside the Jiffy Lou. Perfect. And we sit down at the bar, and the bartender goes, hey. I got this special Russian beer. You guys should oh, try that's it. Right. It comes in at like 8%. And it's like this 32-ounce mug. We're like, all right, well, let's just drink this, you know, while we're waiting for Jiffy Loop. Only 15 minutes. We drink this beer, and we proceed to get absolutely <laughs> hammered. Because we drink Yingling, Miller Lite, you know, Steve's drinking Sam Adams. It's a stronger beer than we normally drink, but this beer was just over This made the that look like nothing, right? Over the top. So we start day drinking at this point in time. And we decide we're going to turn up the volume a little bit. And this was also, uh, so we end up going back to my place or Steve's place for a little bit. And then we get word that a group of guys, who we know, who are uh, Marines, that we've actually done some training with, and all this stuff, uh, they have been day drinking as well because they're recruiters. Is That the same day, same day. Oh, geez. And they're going to go to this German brew house, which is like some place up in. So, but me and Steve have already been drinking. I mean, and we're we're kind yeah, of yeah, we're close. there. So we get there, man, and these guys—I mean, they can throw down. And keep in mind, we think that this is back in the days. We're we're pretty professional about how much we could do, and then still show up to work the next day because we would get hammered constantly. I mean, just constantly. But Marines can too, and these guys were <laughs> just absolutely—I mean, they were all huge. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can't tell you how big these guys were. So we go to this—we uh, go to this bar. They're getting it on, and, I mean, we're trying to keep up. And then the one guy who we know who's, like, the main guy, I think his name was Keith. It was Keith, yeah. Keith decides that he's got the hots for these two German au pairs that are sitting in the corner of this bar. Do you remember this?
0: I remember it very
1: well because yes. he was too nervous to talk to them. Right, and we're looking at this dude who was, not like, built, like, a 10-ton brick. You know what? I mean, this guy, good-looking dude, I mean, just stacked. We're like – How's this guy intimidated to walk over and start talking to a couple women? One was blonde, one was brunette. Yeah. Well, Steve does. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I went right over there and so started chatting about man. man.
1: So yeah, so the next thing you know, like I look over and I'm like, he's got a woman on each side. I'm like, you've got
0: to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. And at this point, I could time, have double slayed, man. I could have but but understand this. I could have very easily take these two broads home, right? I mean, it was just there on the table, but. I was there on behalf of Keith. And I and I kept stating that. Like, I'm here because yeah, this, this guy's right. too nervous to talk to you. And that way, as I warm you guys up, like the opening act, maybe Keith can come over and kind of ease himself into this. But as I'm doing this, I'm thinking to myself, I don't like this plan anymore. Because <laughs> I want to take these broads home. Yeah. And just plow the knife. Fantastic, man. So, but I but I've already established that I'm not the one they're gonna take home, and they made it clear they would not mind taking me. So at the time,
1: I'm going to the Mac, which is like the uh the fitness center in our area, probably four to five days a week. So despite the fact that I'm getting hammered all the time, I do go to the gym, right? So Keith starts talking all this crap about the fact that they got these Marine drills going on. And, you know, they they offer them for people who are getting ready to go into the Marine Corps boot camp. You know, uh, it's kind of like a precursor to – or if you are about ready to be deployed, they get some guys together and they just do some training in groups – so, you know, as far as uh, whatever you need to work on from your fitness level, they get your ass ready to go. So I'm talking to him and I'm like, hey, we'll get up and do that. And so I texted Eric, who was our producer at the time. And I said, would you be willing to get up and start training with these guys a couple of times? He's like, yeah, man, let's do it. So we'd started. So then by the time we get back to work now, we're all thinking, all right. We're going to do some of this military-style training with these guys because we got drunk with them. That was the stupidest, stupidest move I've ever made in my life. Yeah, right. it was a dumbass move. Because now, next thing you know, we're out there doing Marine training. And I don't know what you know about Marine training, but it is just a ass kicker. But I don't even go to the gym. Right. So
0: nothing about this appeals to me. We,
1: and they just went out there, and they just absolutely slaughtered us. Just, just, I mean, just absolutely, to the point where you couldn't even walk the next day. You year. ever tried to do the
0: four-man push-ups?
1: Yeah. The four man push-ups, is that is that where you're
0: like your feet are stacked on each other? What yeah, your feet are stacked on each you're basically making a plus sign, right? Your right. hands are facing away, your feet are stacked up. It seems like it should be reasonably easy to do if everyone can just go on three. And even though we wanna I mean nothing happened. Like one, wow. two, three, go.
1: Nothing. You gotta run with a rifle, mm. you gotta run with a rucksack. You know, it just absolutely sucked. All that for getting drunk, basically based on the premise that we got suspended. For Steve putting a hit on a horn. Yes. That's how that all went down.
0: And I could have taken on two German chicks, but I didn't. Right. The thing is, so the guy that, that, that I paid to put the hit on the horn, this guy Alvin, all right? Alvin, as far as we knew, was a board op. And he, he did the overnight shift, okay? Oh, so that's right. let's talk about Alvin, all right? Um So, I don't know, maybe a month after Horn Gate, as we called it, went down, we realized that Alvin had been fired. But everyone liked him. Cool guy, funny guy, mm. nice guy. I'm like, what happened to Alvin? Alvin... Had been hosting his own overnight show on the talk stage because nobody, and he'd been doing it for months apparently. He was, okay. he was
1: cutting in at like three o'clock in the morning when there <laughs> supposed to be on to be like cracking I go, hello.
0: <laughs> but he'd have his friends call in, they would do their thing. So we thought this is hilarious, even though they fired. So I remember we brought it up on our show that mm-hmm. Alvin apparently had been doing a show overnight, and a few people like. Oh, yeah, we know, man. The Alvin show. Yeah. Like, and it's apparently, not a thing. And, and apparently, in retrospect, when they listened to it, it was not bad. wasn't bad, but he wasn't never had permission. Show. Right, right. So, so we didn't ask you to The bosses come running in during the commercial break, one boss in particular, and he's like, hey, you guys got to stop talking about the Alvin show. We're like, man, it's it's a funny thing. They said, no, because when you talk about it, it makes us sound like we don't know what's going on. Remember, we looked at each other and said, you, you don't. Didn't. That's why he was doing the goddamn, we're not making you look like anything. Yeah. Jesus Christ, like saying, you make Ray Lewis look scary. No, we do not. We have nothing to do with that. We're like, you don't know what's going on, dummy. That's why the Alvin Show apparently has been on for months.
1: How did they find him? Did they that somebody sent out an email? Was there just some random person listening at like three o'clock somebody, in the morning? Somebody listened and made a comment, so they liked the show or whatever. <laughs> whatever wasn't negative, right? It wasn't so negative. Like, what show?
0: What are you talking about? Oh yeah, negative. yeah, Alvin man, overnight, overnight, the right. Alvin show, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had no idea. We didn't know either. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was
1: great. I mean, 3 o'clock in the morning, who cares? <laughs> Let Alvin crack the mic and go for an hour or two.
0: See, here's the weird thing. I mean, thing. he's leading into Howard Stern.
1: Right. You know, so It was so that station. But
0: yeah. the thing is, man, in radio, and there's not a lot of people that work overnight now. Most places are automated. because like, God forbid you pay people to do a job, right? So back then, people were still working overnight. And my first shot on radio, I got the shot because I was available. They did not want me to do it, but a woman who worked overnight on WLIF, she had a lot of medical things going on. She calls out at like 1130. She's scheduled to go on in 30 minutes. They realize I'm the only other person at the station, sports station, but across the hall, so to speak. Said, hey, here's your shot. Please, can you cover this for us? Like, yeah, all right, man. And because of her medical condition, it became probably 50% of the time I'm hosting it, 50% of the time it goes back to her. But again, it's 330 in the morning. Yeah, I played the wrong song. Not on purpose. It just an honest mistake. And then the hotline rings. It's 330 in the morning. Pick up the phone, play Hotline. Well, it's my boss, Bill Pasha. Um, Why did you play it? I remember it was Long Train Runner from Doobie Brothers as opposed to uh, Lady in Red from... Simply Red. Not the, Simply Lady Red. Lady it's Red. a dude. It's a solo guy. Lady in Red. Oh, God. I can't. Anyway, I was... Berg. Like, that might be it. But I'm supposed to play Lady in Red. I accidentally... Because back then... You played a lot of songs off of CDs, but these CDs were made specific for radio stations, so there'll be 20 songs on there. Right, you just missed hits. it by one track. Right, and, and honest mistake, but whatever, you know? And, and it's not the wor- it's not like I played Metallica. It was a song that they didn't have on the playlist, but it makes sense on the stage. Hotline rings, pick it up. It's Bill Pasher, Uh, Why did you play Long Turn Around? I said, well, Bill, it's a mistake. He's like, well, you're not there to make mistakes, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's three 30 in the morning. Like, why are you listening to this horrible goddamn station where like, this is the best <laughs> song we played on the mm-hmm. station, man? Well, I learned not to do that anymore. But now I would do – and I, I did not know this. There are some legal avenues. Like, you can't just say, hey, me, caller 5 will give you a T-shirt. There's actually a legal process that goes behind that. It. It's, it's not insufferable, but you have to follow the rules. I did not know this. Uh, I'm looking for something to do, and I'm handing out <laughs> WLIF T-shirts. Yeah, I'll be the ninth caller now. I didn't think it was bad. Again, it's like four in the morning, boss calls, and he's like, are, are you giving away T-shirts? I'm like, yeah. It is, again, I didn't know. I said, well, this seems like something to do. And he kind of explained real quick, like, hey, this isn't the worst thing you can do, but it is a legal thing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, my bad, my bad, my bad. So I go back on the air, and I go, hey, my boss just called and said I can't give out any more T-shirts. So the first person that can call me and tell me whether or not I'm going to listen to my boss gets a T-shirt. It took like fifteen people. They're like, No, I don't think you will. So, well, then you're right. Finally someone goes, You'll give one away. I'm like, and there you go. Got in a little bit of trouble for that.
1: Believe it or not, that was the guy that stood up for us while we were there. And uh, listen, we did and, not and know all, that he it, understand it we didn't to, know uh, that he
0: liked us until part of the end of his tenure. Now looking back, we understand he had our back all the time. Yeah.
1: But as soon as he left, I mean you think things were bad then. Things just went to hell. <laughs> Quickly quickly and
0: that's why we're here that is he just said he was leaving and we said look man if it wasn't for him leaving we wouldn't be on this podcast right now that's true and we said what are we going to do if you're not here because we realized he ran interference and he's very subtle how he says anything so he just said if i were you guys because cbs still trying to offer us a contract and we just we're just not into it man because they sucked frankly so he goes look if i'm you i just wouldn't sign the contract we're not tracking with them, but we we bobbed and weaved for what about three weeks, and every day they're trying to chase us down to sign this thing. Then we get the phone call, which inevitably led to us being here in Seattle, and he had a lot to do with it. Yeah real- oh, that's why he said, "Don't sign a contract." Mm-hmm. But you yes. would never know he liked you until you find out that he liked you. because everything else, he was just up and: The Next ass. guy didn't like us. Oh God, his he- first words. I've heard about you guys. If you do something, 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 I'll fire your asses. That was basically his way of introducing Also, he said, uh, I've listened to your show.
1: I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, uh uh-oh. All right, there you go. Greatest Story Never Told podcast. We appreciate it. You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com.
0: Oh, man. A Double Flush Production.